gather together to see you Lord Father we've not come here to see a man oh Lord but we've come to see you Lord the Lord the service will be useless without you oh God oh Father the service will work not and if you didn't come oh Lord oh Father if you didn't come and open your word to us oh Lord if you didn't come and reveal your word to us Lord oh Father we thank you for this morning Lord God Father, how you move in such a supernatural way among us, O Lord. Oh, Father, we come in this evening, Lord, taking you out of your word, O Lord. And Father, we ask that you will come by your way once again, Father, Lord. That you move upon hearts, O Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, not let the sick, Lord, us displays the same way, Father, Lord. Oh, Lord, let the lost find your way, O God. Oh, Father, let a backslider come back home, O Father, Lord. Oh, let a one that hasn't got the Holy Ghost receive it, Lord. Oh, Father, you promise us these things, oh Father, Lord. And we're just taking you out of your word this evening, Lord God. Father, once more, Lord. Once more, when you move on the service, oh God. Once more, when you glorify your name, oh God. Oh, once more, Lord Jesus, oh God. Oh Lord, we just surrender to you, oh Father. Oh, I surrender myself to you, Lord. Father, I come to hear us into your hands, Lord. Father, won't you anoint them, Lord. Oh, Father, won't you will be done, oh God. Oh, Father, we thank you for the song service, Lord. Oh, blessed be your name, oh God. Father, we come at all times to you now, Lord. May you take control, Lord, as you've been in the song service, Lord. May you continue to move on the word also, Father. We bless your name now. We come at all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Thank you, musicians. God bless you. Amen. Sure happy to be in the house of the Lord again. And Amen. Brother Moses, God bless you. I don't know where he's at. I can't see him, but God bless you, Brother Moses. It's a wonderful service this morning and the atmosphere of the Lord and the service. We just want to thank him. Amen. Amen. He's faithful. Amen. And sure enjoyed the service on Wednesday also, Brother Ed. And man, he comes suddenly. And if you come suddenly this evening, we want him to come suddenly this evening. Amen. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 41. I want to read from verse 10 to 13. Very familiar scripture that we know. And then we also read. We also read First John. First John chapter 4 verse 18. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 41 from verse 10 to 13 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. 
Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, and, and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing, and as a ton of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Amen. What a, what a promise. Amen. Let's turn to First John chapter 4. Just read one verse here, verse 18. Amen. So there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the words. May have you see it. Amen. Sure been good to be in the house of the Lord and be happy to be here again and trusting that the Lord will, will speak to us this evening. A very simple thought, things that we know, things that we had before, but as we had this morning, we just want to remind ourselves again. Amen. We just want to remind ourselves again. Amen. Amen. My title this evening is When All Fear Is Gone. When All Fear Is Gone. Amen. Amen. See, Satan dwells in fear. Satan dwells in fear, and fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Fear is a tool that Satan uses to try to threaten the children of God. It's a tool that he tries to use to try to turn you away from the real promise or from the real truth. Amen. And we know that fear is something that is of the devil. It's not something that comes from God. Amen. Fear is not something that is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And it's something that, you know, God, Satan uses and, and try to deceive God's children and try to turn them away. That's what Satan does with fear. Amen. You know, fear is like a scarecrow. You see, it's just something that is there, amen, but has no power in it. It has no life in it. You see, someone will put up a scarecrow in their, in, their, in their vineyard or whatever it is because you're trying to push away, to push away the birds or to push away those that come and eat your crops, amen. But you see, those type of scarecrows can do nothing. They have no life in them. As a matter of fact, Brother Branham will tell the story of when he was, you know, I think he was planting some beans, corn or something like that. And, and you know, he put a, a scarecrow there because there was... There was a bird that would come and eat his 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 his, uh, his 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 fruits or whatever he was bringing forth, and he put a big a big scarecrow there. But he said, you know, the bird will come and it will, it will just kind of fly around, you know, this scarecrow. And all of a sudden, the bird realized that this was just a scarecrow. He realized that there was no life in the tent that was standing there. And when he realized that, he made his way and made himself, you know, comfortable in the field again and ate what was there. Amen. You see, that's what Satan does. He put a scare. 
scarecrow. He puts something in there just to try to get you to fear. But in reality, there is no life in that. Amen. There is nothing in there that actually has got any power. He has just put it there that you can look at it and think that there is something that you can't get near it. And Brother Branham will say that whenever you see a scarecrow, you ought to realize that there is something good there. And whenever God put a scarecrow, when Satan put a scarecrow in your way, you ought to realize that it's trying to block you from your blessing. It's trying to block you from what God is trying to do in your life. Amen. You see the Bible quotes and say that Satan is like a roaring lion. The boy was there, he's like a roaring lion. You see what he's done? He's labeled himself with one of the beasts that is one of the fearful beasts in the jungle, which is a lion. He's labeled himself with a lion, but a word that comes before the lion says that he is like, he is not a lion. He's just pretending to be a lion, but he is not. What is he doing? He's trying to put fear. He's trying to bring fear and he's saying, oh yeah, I'm a lion. But in reality, he's not a lion. As a matter of fact, he hasn't even got keys to his own house because his keys has been handed down to you. Oh, hallelujah. He has no power on him. He's got teeth, but he's got no power on him. He's got a maid but he's got no power in him but as the roaring lion it just goes on and and it just tried to roar and bring fear upon upon God's children the other day I was walking down the hospital walls with brother Andrew and, and as we walk down these hospital walls there are different departments and we were going down and we were going to a certain place so we were looking the direction and, and we were reading the different departments and, and we came across a certain department and we couldn't read what was written there because the department was referring to a certain disease. And we couldn't read it. I tried to read it. I got all my words messed up. Brother Andrew tried to read it. Well, he did a little better than me. So I thought, well, maybe he may know what kind of disease that is. And so I asked Brother Andrew, I said, do you know what kind of disease that is? He said, I have no idea about it. I said, well, I don't have any idea either. You see what Satan does? He's given these big names and putting them on diseases. Try to fear God's children. You walk in a doctor's office and they will tell you names and, and they will tell you all sort of things. They're just trying to, to put a fear on you. They'll call all kind of names. I have never read that disease. Never had a beta in my entire life. That was my first time reading it in that hospital hall. But he's got so many names. So many names. Trying to put fear. Now notice we don't have anything against doctors. They are great. They are not the ones who made the disease. It's Satan who made it. They are just trying to help out and you're doing a great job. But you see, if the doctor can only realize his limitation and give God the glory and say this is as far as he can go. But the one that does the healing is God. I tell you, the hospital will be more than half empty. But it's the fear that is put upon the people. That's all the hope they got. When the doctor can give them the sentence, that's all they got. They have nothing else to hold on to. And fear comes in. And when fear comes in, it starts to bring death. It starts to bring discouragement. It starts to bring depression. If you go into a hospital hall and you find someone who is filled with fear, the lifespan that has been given to him gets shorter. Why? Because of fear. But if someone will take the right attitude like Brother Ron is taking the right attitude. 
You can see the difference there. There is no fear in there. He's a four-stage cancer, but there is no fear in there. He believes in God. He's got someone to hold on to. Amen. Well, Satan is trying to put a scarecrow there and trying to bring God's children to fear. But the word of God will say in Romans chapter 8 verse 15, it said, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. This pride has not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but it said, But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Oh, we got someone to go to when situations get harder, that we can go and say, Abba, Father, you must come on this situation. You must come on the sand because you promised that we don't have to fear. We have not been put in bondage. We have been set free for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and is waiting for some people to take some courage to move away from the bondage of fear and take him at his word he'll go on to say in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 he said for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind he has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind. You see, Satan fights in the mind. That's where the battle rages. The greatest battle ever fought, Jeffersonville, 1962. Brother Branham said, the mind is the gate to the soul, the gate to the spirit, rather. He says, your mind opens up and accepts the spirit or it rejects it. It said, you can have little conscience and little feelings and, and little sensation and all these things. But that has nothing to do with it. That's just little sensations and turns. But when it comes to reality, your mind opens it up. Your mind either accepts it or rejects it. He said, that's it, friend. God, let, let none of them mess it. See, it's your mind that opens up the door or closes the door. And listens to your conscience, listens to your memory, listens to your affection. He said, but when your mind closes itself to these things and let God, the spirit of his word, come in, it blows the rest of the stuff out. He said, every doubt is gone. Every fear is gone. Every sensation of doubt is gone. Every feeling is gone. There is nothing standing there but the word of God. And Satan cannot battle that. He said, no, sir. He cannot battle against it. Now we know know the truth it is our mind that opens up to receiving the spirit or rejecting it it is the mind fear starts in the mind it starts in the mind you see when we hear something and we start to meditate upon it it can either bring faith or unbelief. When we start to meditate upon something, it either brings faith or unbelief. And we know that fear is one of the attributes of unbelief. It is one of the attributes of unbelief. And when we hear something that is of a negative note, as humans, or at least as me, at one point it's for everyone, 
But sometimes the humans, what we do is we start to think of everything that could go wrong. We start to think of everything that could go wrong because the news that we had was just slightly negative. What is going to go wrong? And then we start to recall all instances and all situations that people were in and it went wrong for them. We recall all those situations. You see that brother was in the same time and he died. And that sister went through it and she died. And so if I'm going through it, then I am going to die. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, thank you, bro. We start to put call back everything that went wrong. And all the negative stories to them. But you had it this morning. You got to choose the right kind of singers. You got to choose the right kind of singers. If you're going to choose the fear singer, he's going to sing really good to you. If you're going to choose a depression singer, he's going to sing good to you. But you got to choose the right kind of singers. You got to choose the right kind of singers. Because when they start to sing all these things, fear starts to build up. Fear starts to build up. And when fear starts to build up, doubt starts to take root. You start to doubt. Well, if it happened that way, what could it happen to me differently? You start to doubt. How can I come out of it if that's the way it happened to that certain person? And when doubt start to take root, depression start to branch off all of us. Sadness start to branch off all of us. And then worry start to branch off all of us. All the negative things start to branch off all of us. Anxiety start to branch off all of us. And soon your countenance has changed. Your victory is gone. Here you are in bondage again. But the word said, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You see, there is no virtue in worry, Brother Branham was saying, spiritual amnesia. Birmingham, 1964. He said, worry has no virtues to it. He said, yeah, just keep worry and accept faith. He said, someone said, well, now, what if you are going to be shot in the morning? Wouldn't you worry? I said, no, I don't think so. He said, why? I said, worry couldn't do nothing to make me worse. You're going to be shot tomorrow morning and you just out of worry. Well, you might as well get your casket ready. Because you're not going to get any virtue out of that. But Brother Abraham said, well, what good is it, is it going to do to have faith? I said, it might deliver me. And that's right, see. So worry has no virtue to it at all. But faith has all virtue. 
faith has all virtue, he says. No friends say don't try to bring God worry and fear. But if we could only turn our eyes to the Lord Jesus Christ. If we could only turn our eyes to him. And if we could call him on the scene. And we could awake him in the situation. Every fear will be cast out. Every doubt will be cast out. Amen. Because the scripture says that perfect love casted out fear. Amen. It said perfect love casted out fear. He said because fear had torment. Fear had torment. Fear comes to torment the sons and daughters of God. But the sons and daughters of God are called to be the tormentors of the devil. We are not called to be tormented by the devil. It's time to turn the picture around, saints. It's time to turn the picture around. We are not called to be tormented. What is the scarecrows that he has put on the way? It is the scarecrows that he's put on the way. You see, God knows that we are going to have fear. We all have fear. None of us can deny that. I can't deny that. We don't want to put ourselves in a place that we don't belong. We all do have fear. And some of us have had fears that we've overcome. And, and some of us are in a stage where perhaps there is a fear. Amen. There is a fear. But I want you to know that God is more than able. God is more than able. Amen. Sometimes you may come and be prayed for and you, you go home and you start a fear and you think, am I going to really be well? Am I really going to be well? Because once you go home, the symptoms start to come back again. The feelings that will come back again. Friends, I want to say something to you. God has been moving in the spirit in a supernatural way in the last services. I mean, you can't really actually go back to say where it started because it's been going on for a long time. Every service, God has just been moving. He's been moving in a supernatural way. And on the last third thing was on Wednesday. God started to move in a supernatural way. And many people started to line up for prayer. You came down this aisle for prayer. But you might have gone home and said, I'm going to brought fear to you. The symptoms might have come. The symptoms might have actually gotten worse. But sometimes we fail to remember what the prophet said. That when the symptoms get worse, that is the sign. That is the sign of your healing. But you see, that is when Satan comes and tries to fight the most. That is when he comes and try to convince you and try to bring fear and try to bring you again into the bondage of fear because the symptoms have gotten worse and he finds this is my last chance. And he tries to bring you back into bondage and remember it is in your mind. It is where you accept him or you reject him. And if you came down this line, I want you to know that there are ministers of God that stood here according to the promise of God and laid their hands on you according to the promise of God. And if they did it according to the promise of God, then God is ready to back up his word. But he's waiting for you to accept it. He's waiting for you to accept. 
doesn't matter how worse it gets. That is the sign of your healing. If you come believing, friends, this is the living, living church of God. We are not here playing church. We are not here making actions. People are not gathering here laying hands just to play an action. We are believing on the living God. We are believing for the supernatural. We are believing for the impossible. We are believing for him to move on the scene. God is waiting to prove his word. He's wanting to prove his word. The sickness didn't come on you just because it came. God allowed it to come because he wanted to prove his word to you. Oh, the bondage did not come just because it came. But God allowed it to come because he wanted to prove his word to you. You had it this morning. He said before he comes, he had to get permission from God. He, he was given permission to come for a purpose. It was just to be a tool for God to glorify his name again. But what are we doing? We are blocking God. Because we fear. We fear it's not going to happen. At the slightest symptoms, doubt started to come again. This is the bride of Christ. It is time to rise up, church. It is time to rise up from the ashes of fear. You had it in a special meeting. It's time to rise up from the ashes. It's time to rise up from the ashes of fear. And claim God's promises. You didn't say it. Brother Brown didn't say it. Brother Ed didn't say it. God said it. Think of it. He himself said that he couldn't swear by anyone else because there was no one greater than him. The greatest of greaters, he gave you the promise. You had it some couple of Sundays ago. Time doesn't matter. God is moving in eternity. Time doesn't matter. Oh my, I hope this sinks in. I know Brother Andrew did a more, a more excellent job than I may do now. But time doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It matters your fate. That is what matters. It is not how long it's going to take. It's do you believe it? Do you believe it's going to happen? Are you convinced? That is what matters. It's been 25 years. It doesn't matter. It is do you believe it? Abraham believed it didn't matter how long it took. He said, God said it, and that settles it. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take. Every morning, Sarah seemed to grow older. Every morning, they promised him to be further away. But one day, 
One day he came to confirm it again. And he made his promise 2,000 years ago. And in the seven church age, he has come to confirm it again. He has come with a prophet to confirm it again. To say, oh, he promised it and oh, he will bring it to pass. It doesn't matter how long it takes. He said, we're going in a rapture. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I may grow up and have gray hair. It doesn't matter. It will come to pass. Oh my, I'm ready off my notes. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We believe it's time for us to cast down fear and cast down doubt. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a greater one than fear that is living in us. You see, God knew this, the tactics of Satan, that he was going to try to bring fear, to try to defeat God's purpose. As a matter of fact, God made sure. Now, I'm just going to quote this just because I read it. I didn't really make the counting. But the word fear not is being recorded 365 times in the Bible. Three hundred and sixty-five times in the Bible, one for every day. Oh my! You've got one stone every morning that you can load in and say, "Fear not." Every morning, you've got a fear not stone that you can load. Fear not. Oh my! He knew, and he said, "Fear not," because he said, that I will be with you." And if God be for us, who can be against us? He said, I will be with you. He said, I will strengthen you. He said, I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. He said, let them contend against you. They will become as nothing. Oh, hallelujah. That's his promise. Fear not. Oh, hallelujah. Fear not. It was the three, the three Hebrew children. Oh, my, I tell you, if there were some people that ought to have feared, it was them. Oh, they were told you were going into the fire because you won't bow. And you know the reason why you were going through the struggles? Because you said you won't bow to Laodicea. Because you said you were going to stand with this message. That is why you have been tested. That is why you have been tried. But you said that you won't bow. And Satan said, if you won't bow, then I am going to make things harder. I am going to strip all the women naked and I'm going to put them on the street. I am going to make things harder on, on the job. I'm going to make you work and work and work till you don't have even time to think about God. Because you chose. But the three Hebrew children said, you go ahead and do it. Our God will deliver us. And even if he doesn't, we are still going to believe him. And we are still going to go on with him. Because we know that he has never failed. And he will not fail even this time. And they threw them in the fire. And the devils that threw them in the fire, they were burned. Oh, I tell you, the enemy that is fighting against you, he is going to be burned. 
but you are still going to face that fire and there is not going to be even the smell of smoke on you you are going to come out of this here as clean as virtues as a bride of Christ no matter the filthiness that is in this here there is a people that are going to come out as pure without spots and without wrinkle because there's a fourth man in the fire because the fourth man is in the fire the fourth man is in Laodicea the fourth man is in you you can face Laodicea you can overcome Laodicea you are going on a rapture oh no one is gonna stop this Satan can stop it oh the president can stop it no one can stop it because we have been predestinated Oh, glory be to God. We have been predestinated. It is too late, Satan. Oh, you were tried, but it is too late. It is too late. You showed up just a little too late. Because we are sealed. Oh, the work is finished. Oh, hallelujah. But you see, in order for us to cast out fear, we have to meet with love. We have to meet with love in order to cast out fear. Because love casteth out fear. Amen. Now notice this, Brother Branham will speak here on say in desperation. Jeffersonville 1963. Now we also know this, I'm not reading a quote yet. But we also know that love is connected with faith. Love is connected with faith. Brother Branham says, Jeffersonville 963, desperation. It says, now the word, the word plainly states, if you want to put this down in Galatians 5, 6, that faith worketh by love. He says, see, faith worketh by love. And the only way that you can have faith is to have love first. Because after all, faith is love's incentive. Incentive, that's, that's what faith is. It's incentive to love. Now, you, if you don't have love, you can't have faith. If you don't have love, you can't have faith. So now what does Satan try to do? Now he knows the love. Without love you can't have faith. So what does Satan try to do? He tries to bring fear to stop love from being projected. Because without love you can't have faith. So he comes to try to stop you on the track of love by fear. Because he knows that without faith, you can't please God. And without faith, you can't bring to pass God's promises. So he must find a channel to stop love. And the channel he finds is to bring fear. Now we know that God is love. Amen. God is love. And we know that God expressed himself in the man called Jesus. 
And in Jesus, he poured all the fullness of himself on him. And Jesus is love made perfect. Or love expressed. Because it's God expressing himself through Jesus. And so that is love being expressed. But now when situations rises up. Satan tried to turn our focus on the problem. He tries to turn our focus on the problem. Because if we turn our focus on the problem, then fear starts to breed. And when fear starts to breed, obviously it starts to cause unbelief. And Satan in our problem will try to make us think that there is no way out. That it is impossible for us to come out of that situation. Because he knows that if we are to keep our eyes on Jesus, which remember is love, it is going to bring faith to overcome whatever we're going through. So we try to keep our eyes away from Jesus and focus it on the problem so that he can bring fear and take love out of the equation and there is no more faith. Don't devil. You've been exposed. So from now on, we're not going to have fear, right? Oh man, that was a pretty weak amen. Because I am not going to have any more fear from now on. I mean, you've got a creator on your side. You've got the one who spoke the whole world into existence on your side. What are we to fear? Oh my. Hallelujah. Brother Branham says love in Saskatoon right here in Canada. Saskatoon 1957. He said that's where the church is. He said you are always scared it's not going to happen. He said that's the reason it don't happen. We scared it's not going to happen. That's why it doesn't happen. We scared we're not going to get healed. That's why we don't get healed. This is the word of God. That's the prophet to our age. He said that's the reason it don't happen. He said when I feel love cast out fear. He said when you got love... Fear is gone. But as long as you got fear, love cannot operate. As long as we got fear, love cannot operate. And if love cannot operate, faith cannot move. Faith cannot operate either if love cannot operate. And I Satan has been doing all that he can to bombard the children of God with fear. He's been doing all that he can to cast down our confidence. But God has raised the bride to walk in his glorious liberty. And that is you and I. You see, for generations, he has tried to stop God's program with fear. 
You want to go all down through the Bible, try to stop her with fear. You want to take David and Goliath? Fear. The children of Israel? Fear. Try to get them scared. And turn your eyes from the promise that's been given to them. God told them, I am going to take you, deliver you out of Egypt. I'm going to take you to the land. He proved them to them with signs and wonders. Open the Red Sea, let them through it. Then a little trial come. Here they are, scared and all, everyone railing against Moses. And what happened? Everything has been delayed. But remember, the promise came to pass anyways. But fear will try to hinder God's program. But God's purpose will always stand. No matter what. Amen. You see, it was Moses. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, wow. Hallelujah. Well, we'll, we'll try not to go too long. Amen. I, there's lots of notes here, but we'll see how the Lord will lead. Amen. Pray for us. Amen. There are so many things here that we'd like to share, but... Well, I better start talking. <laughs> well, you see, it was Moses. See, Moses was born to be a deliverer. He was born to be a deliverer. You know, before he was born, it was already spoken that he was going to deliver the children of Israel. And as he was growing up, his mother, we know how the story goes, that it was his mother that was nursing him. And his mother told him and said, Moses, you've been born to be a deliverer. And as Moses grew up and he came to age and came to, came to a point of, you know, where he has grown and he has, come, he has come to age and come to a certain time. He tried to step into his commission. Because he was told that he was going to be a deliverer. So he tried to step into his commission. And when he tried to step into his commission, he made a mistake and slayed an Egyptian. And when he slayed an Egyptian... Pharaoh was after him. And Pharaoh started to come after him. Fear started building to Moses. And so what was the best thing Moses thought he could do? Is to run away. And so Moses took off and went all the way down to the backside of the desert. And hid away from Pharaoh because of fear. Because Pharaoh was after him. And how many times do we find ourselves in that situation? When we step out in faith, when we step out to take God at his word, and things just don't, just don't happen the way we expected them to happen. Things don't come to pass the way we thought they would come to pass. And Satan comes and try to breed fear. And try to say, you better not do that again. You better not step out in faith that way again. Didn't you see it didn't work? You come down to be prayed for and, and you go home and, and you go home and, you know, the symptoms come back again. And you say, you better not go back to be prayed for again. Can't you see it? nothing happened? Let's try to be a bread fear in there again. So here was Moses. He's run away and he's gone because of fear. But I want you to notice something. 
that God had commissioned Moses to be the deliverer. Moses was commissioned to be the deliverer. It didn't matter whether he feared or not. He was commissioned to be the deliverer. That's what God said and that settled it. That's what he said and that settled it. And we have been commissioned. We have been commissioned to be healed. We have been commissioned to be delivered. We have been commissioned to be set free. If he went on the cross, there had to be someone that needed salvation. If he went on the cross, there had to be someone that needed healing, that needed freedom, that needed deliverance. And guess what? That is you and me. And if that is you and me, then let's go claim it. Then let's go claim it. If he did it and he went all the way to the cross for him, let's go for him. Because he has paid it all. You see, this bride has been commissioned in Laodicea to be an overcomer. She has been commissioned to claim every promise that is written in the book. She has been commissioned to take back everything that Satan has stolen away from her. She's been told, go and possess your land. Go and possess your land. I am here to back you up. I am here to back you up. If you say to this man, be moved, I will move it. If you lay your hands on the sick and you believe that they will recover, I will make them recover. Oh, hallelujah. If you say, Satan, you don't belong here and I'm casting you out in the name of Jesus, he has to leave. Sickness does not belong to this temple. This temple, it is the temple of God. Depression does not belong to this temple. This is the temple of God. Hallelujah. Whatever you say, he is here to back it up. Because all the power that he has, he has given it to you. He has given you authority. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when he was here, he said, oh, I'm going. You know, he said, you know, the world will not see me, but you will see me. But I am going. I am going to prepare a place for you. But while I am going, I am handing down the keys to you. Oh, you receive the keys. You want to take the keys? You have the keys. I am handing the keys to you. And whatever you lose here on earth shall be lose in heaven. Oh, come on, church. Whatever you bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. I have given you the keys. Satan has no keys to his own kingdom. His keys have been given to you. The keys to hell, that and the grave has been given to you. You have the power to raise the dead again. That wasn't just for Jesus. That was for his bride. Oh, friends, it's time to breathe out fear. It is time to believe for the impossible. 
The first wave she went for. Brother Branham was standing in the pool but many times. And to talk about the dead being raised. Just being like a toothache being healed. He was standing in the pulpit and saying, you know, the other day this person fell down and these brothers just went over and prayed for him and he raised from the dead. Praise the Lord. Friends, it's in our mind. We have made it so complicated. We have made it impossible. We have made it that it can never happen. He said it doesn't happen because you believe that it won't happen. That's the reason why it is not happening. But if you can cast down doubt, if you can cast down fear, if you can take God, oh, come on, church, if you can take God at His word, He's ready to back it up. He's ready to back it up. Oh, hallelujah. He's ready to back it up. Amen. Because you know, one time when He gave you the keys, the one thing he wanted you to notice was that all that God was, he poured it in him. And when he handed you the keys, he wanted you to know that all that he is, he has poured in the pride. He has poured it in the young people. He had poured it in the martyrs. He had poured it in the fathers. He had poured it into the single one. He has poured it into the elder one. He has poured it into the widow. He has poured it into everyone that is ready to believe and is ready to accept it and is ready to act upon it. And this evening he's here and he said, I am waiting. I am waiting for someone to dare take me at my word. I am here waiting this evening. And you see Moses still sat there at the backside of the desert for 40 years. And he sat there, but remember he was commissioned to deliver the children of God. I know one day, it must have been a sunny afternoon, as Moses was, was taking care of Jethro's sheep, when he started to observe a very strange sight. He started to see a bush that was burning, but the bush wasn't burning in itself. He started to see the supernatural taking place again. Oh, friends, I tell you, we have had a Moses in this age, and he has seen the supernatural taking place again. Oh, hallelujah. And the God of Brother Branham is still the God of this bride. He said that we are supposed to do the greater works he said oh, I just started but you are to finish it and we are not living this place until you finish it until every devil is under your feet as you have this morning oh hallelujah all the kings of I are supposed to be under your feet he said you've never tasted it I want you to come forward and I want you to put your feet upon your neck take away the fear he saw a soy that he had never seen before. And he said, I will draw nigh. And I will see what is going on. And as he started to draw nigh, a voice came from the bush and said, Moses, Moses, draw not nigh hither. Because the ground that you are standing on is holy grounds. And as you are standing on this ground, I want you to have humility. So I want you to take off your shoes. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to have humility this evening to believe me. And to be humble. To hear my word. And to act upon my word Moses and Moses said oh you will obey and he took off his shoes and as he sat there the Lord started telling him I am the God of your father I am the God of Abraham I am the God of Isaac I am the God of Jacob and I have heard the groaning of my people and I have come to deliver them 
and I am sending no one else, but I am sending you. Because I commissioned you from the beginning. And what I say must stand and must come to pass. If I said it, no one can take it away. If I purpose it, it must come to pass. And you are the one that was chosen. You are the one that before you were born, I told your parents that you were going to be the one to deliver the children of God. And before you came to live this year, he predestined you that you were going to be the one that will overcome. Oh, hallelujah. He said, oh, you've seen it. Oh, you've seen the groaning of your people. Oh, hallelujah. He is in the groaning and Laodicea. He is in it. He is in the laws that has been passed. He is in the darkness. He is in it all. But he said, oh, I have commissioned you. I have commissioned you to be a witness. I have commissioned you to overcome I have commissioned you to possess the gates of the enemy. I have commissioned you. Oh, hallelujah. And as Moses stood there in the presence of the Lord, and he received his commission. Oh, when he left that presence, every fear was gone. Oh, Moses stopped to look at his condition. Moses stopped to look at the fact that he's 80 years old. He stopped to look at the fact that he's got gray hair. He stopped to look at everything else. He stopped to look at the fact that he had only a stick in his hand. And he was told to go against the greatest army. Oh, he has seen what is in Laodicea. And he has commissioned you. Don't you worry what you've got in your hands. He knows that you are going to make. Hallelujah. And at that moment, all fear was gone. Every fear had left Moses. And Moses was ready to face the greatest army that had ever been on earth at that time. And you have been commissioned. You have been commissioned. You have been commissioned to face the greatest army that is here on this earth. That is in Laodicea. You have been commissioned. Oh, hallelujah. The same one that predestinated you was here. The same one that told you, take the book and eat it. He is here. He said, you take the book and eat it. And you prophesy again. Because I am here to back up my word. I am waiting to hear your voice. I am tired of hearing any other voice that has been in Laodicea. And all that I have been hearing is just been the, the, the turmoils and the wars and the rumors of wars. But now I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice in Laodicea. There are too many voices in Laodicea. But I want to hear the voice of some young people. I want to hear the voice of my bride. Because I am ready to back up her word. I want you to speak the word. I want you to prophesy again. Because we are here in Laodicea to claim everything that is ours. Pharaoh makes a more more of droid to covert and, and to take things that are ours. But we are going and we are taking everything that is ours. Hallelujah. We are here to possess the land. 
and we're here to take every inch of the ground of the land. We are not living even one inch of fear to the enemy. We are not living one inch of doubt to the enemy. But we are taking it all. Because when Moses got down to Egypt, he told him, I am not living this place by myself. But every hoof that these children of God, I am taking it all away. And here and there this year, we are not living anything behind. We're taking it all away. We're taking every promise that is in the word. But he's waiting for you to speak. He's waiting for you to prophesy again. He's waiting for a voice. He's waiting to hear it again. Because when all fear is gone, the impossible takes place. When all fear is gone, the supernatural started to take place. Oh, hallelujah. It was the woman of Zarephath. And you know, this woman was there and all that she had led. It was a hard time. You see, there was famine in the land and there was no rain at all. And, and there was no food at all. And, and here she was and she was left with only, you know, only a handful of meal, handful of meal and, and a little bit of oil. That's all that she had left. And he woke up one morning and, and he thought, this is my last day. And, and she went out to pick up some sticks and she was going to prepare the meal and get ready for death. And fear must have been swelling her heart because she was going to see her little boy die. Because the famine in the land. Oh, but God saw him and God had a purpose for her. And God went all the way down to the other side. And there was a prophet there by the name of Elijah. And he told Elijah, I want you to go down by the road, by the road of Zarephath. Because there was a woman there that is going to feed you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I want you to notice this woman has only got a little bit of oil and just a handful of meal. But God told the prophet, you go there and she's going to feed you. You go there and she's going to feed you. Oh, hallelujah. And the prophet obeyed and took his way and went all the way to the woman. Saw the woman. Was, she was picking up two, two sticks and she was getting ready to prepare her last meal. And the prophet said to her, I want you to get me some water. And she said, sure, I can get you some water. And as she's on the way, the prophet said to him, as you were going, make me some cake too. Oh, my Oh, I can just see her heart just sink in. This is my last meal. I have been taught that when visitors come, I must feed them. But this is my last meal. Fear must have swollen in her heart. But she said, if he's asking for it, I am going to tell him the truth. I am going to tell them what I, where I'm at. I am going to tell them what I have. I am going to tell them this is all that I got. And so she started to tell them. He said, listen, all that I have is just a handful of meal and a little bit of oil. And you know, this is what I was going to prepare for me and my son. And we were just going to die. But anyways, if you want some meal, I am going to make it for you. And so the, 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 the prophet said to him, well, you go ahead and do it. But make me a meal first. And so she determined in her heart that she's going to obey. And she's 
she's gonna do you see she had just a little and you may be here this evening and you may have just a little courage just a little fade but I want you to know he's saying just give that to me it doesn't matter how little it is just give it to me this evening just hand it into my hands because when she surrendered all that she had into the hands of the prophet the Bible says and the prophet will say she has something said to her he said thus saith the Lord God of Israel the barrel of meat shall not waste neither shall the crucify you fail until the day that the Lord send the rain upon the earth again oh hallelujah it doesn't matter what you have got there is thus saith the Lord for you all you have to do is hand it to him don't be afraid of remember Moses had only a stick in his hand that's all he had on his hand but he said if that's all I need to go down and take over that enemy that is what I am gonna use just a little bit of oil just a little bit of meal but that is enough because there is no say of the Lord there is no say of the Lord for the pride it doesn't matter how much we got there is no say of the Lord for the pride all we have to do is surrender it to him and say God I am giving you my all I am giving you all my heart giving you all my soul giving you all my mind I am ready to receive the say of the Lord Oh, but I want you to notice something. That say of the Lord is in you. Oh, hallelujah. That say of the Lord is in you. The prophet said, but remember, he said, take the book and eat it. Oh, glory. Oh, mine. Oh, he said, take the book and eat it. Because that say of the Lord is moving from my lips into your lips. Oh, hallelujah. It's moving from my lips to your lips. Now you say it. Now you speak it. It doesn't matter how young you are. You go ahead and speak it, Jeremy. Go ahead and speak it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, let all fear depart. Let all fear depart from this building. Let all fear depart from our hearts. We are ready for the supernatural. Oh, friends, if we are getting ready, oh, for a body change, I believe we can get ready to see the dead raise. We can get ready to see the supernatural take place. We can get ready to see cancer dissolve. We can get ready. Oh, come on, church. We can get ready for it. We can get ready for it. Just say the Lord is in here. Oh, hallelujah. Let's say the Lord is lying right in here. And you know why does say the Lord is lying in here? Because before the Lord left, he made sure he did one thing. He made sure that he handed you a checkbook with his name signed on it. Oh, glory be to God. He said, I'm going to hand you down a checkbook. And whatever you need, you write it on. Because remember that you have the keys. You have the keys and you can point and you can lose. You can lose what you need. You can point what you hate. You can point what you don't want. You can point what is troubling. Yeah, you can point. 
Because that say the Lord is lying in you, Kevin. That say the Lord is lying in you, Marshall. It is lying in you, Batia. It is lying in you, Michael. Sitting right there. Oh, keep on praising the Lord, Michael. I love seeing your worship. I was there in the room and I was just watching your worship. Praise the Lord for that. Oh, hallelujah. That say the Lord is lying in you. Pick up that checkbook and start to write what you need. Take away that fear and start to write what you want. Oh, come on, church. This is the living church of God. It is time for us to move into action. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, friends, turn your eyes away from fear. Turn your eyes onto Jesus. Jesus is waiting for your voice. May the musicians come. He's waiting for your voice. Oh, Jesus has done gone down through the hells, through the halls of hell. And when he was going down through the halls of hell, he was heading down the brass gate of Satan. And we know brass means judgment because Satan was judged already. And so he's heading down through the brass gate of brass gate of, of Satan. And he's walking down the down the hallway of hell. And as he's walking down the hallway of hell, cancer rises up and tries to challenge him. Because cancer didn't know who he is. And he said, cancer, sit down. And he took another step. And TB rose up and tried to challenge him. And he said, TB, sit down. And he said, move on. And depression started to rise. And he said, depression, sit down. Oh, hallelujah. He said, sit down. Because I am the living God, the living son of God that was promised to come. And I am coming to take the keys. And now he's handed you those keys. And you have a right. You have a right now to walk and say, depression, sit down. Fear, get off my way. Oh, hallelujah. You have a right, brother Frank. Tell them, get off my way. Depression, get off my way. Cancer, sit down. You have a right to say, you have a right to say, because that same spirit is living in you. Oh, hallelujah. You have a right to say. Amen. Oh, I believe there are some Joshua's and Caleb in here. Who are saying it's time for my mountain. It is time for my mountain. Oh, you fought many battles. Oh, you fought many battles. But Joshua... It's time for my mountain. Joshua, I was with you and we brought down Jericho. I was with you and we defeated the enemies of this land. But now, Joshua, I am come. I am come for my mountain. I am come for my mountain. Young people, it's time to go for your mountain. It's time to go for your mountain. Shall we rise on our feet? It's time to go for your mountain. That say the Lord is in you. The checkbook has been handed down. It's time for you to go for your mountain. Oh, hallelujah. 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 You can play something soft, this is the Naomi. 
The book of Acts is being written again. The book of Acts is being written with trials. It's being written with persecution. But it's also being written with victory. It's also being written with overcoming. That is the book of Acts. Remember the disciples were people that were fearful. So far as they were walking with Jesus, they had boldness. But when Jesus left the scene, fear dropped in your heart. But they listened to the Lord and went in an upper room. And in there they met with Jesus. In there they met with love. The one that cast out all fear. In there they met with him. And when they met with him, there was a boldness that rose up in them. The people that they feared, now they were ready to face them. When they showed them up in the prison, they weren't scared of Peter. They weren't mourning in the prison like you had this morning. But they started to praise the Lord. They started to lift their heart and started to praise the Lord because every fear was gone. They believed that the same God that gave them that experience is the same God that can deliver them. And guess what? When they started to praise the Lord, the prison bars couldn't hold them. And when you start to lift up your voice, your prison bars are not going to hold you anymore. Your prison bars are paying to fall down. When you start to praise the Lord, when you start to lift up your voice, because he's waiting to hear your voice. In the midst of that prison, all that God could hear was all the mourning of all the other prisoners and all the complaining of the other prisoners. But one day there was a different sound. There was a different sound in that prison one day. There was a sound of Paul and Silas. There was a sound of a people that had met with Jesus. There was a sound of a people that had had an experience with God. There was a sound of a people that had met love. they started to lift up their voice and when they started to lift up their voice the chains started to fall down because every fear was gone when all fear is gone the impossible takes place hey man I don't know what song you're playing sister the Naomi, but Jeff will ask you to come help me out here. Yes, I am no longer a slave to fear. No longer a slave to that. Who's the child of God in here? Who's the child of God in here? How many tonight are saying, Fear, you're under my feet. It doesn't matter how little you are. Remember that the sole of your feet is part of your body and he is the very one that tastes how it feels to have Satan right unto him. You feel weak this evening? Remember when the weakest of sinner go down on their knees, the impossible starts to take place. Hell starts to shake 
Oh, it's time for you to take away all fear. Satan is scared of you. Satan has been scared of you for ages, but he's been trying to push the fear on you. But this evening, you are here to take off that load and drop it down and say, oh, I'm taking on the jacket of victory. I am taking on the jacket of righteousness, the jacket of joy, the jacket of restoration. I am taking it on now. No longer fear to fear, no longer slave to fear. Hey, Sing that with us, Brother Jeff. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. You unravel me. supernatural when there is a need that is brought up here let's believe God to bring it to pass I like that brother Moses put a Roy singers around you choose the Roy singers choose the Roy singers you know, you know Solomon one day chose the Roy singers he chose the Roy singers when he was dedicating that temple and when they started to sing, the glory of God filled that temple. Choose those kind of singles that the glory of God will fill your temple. Let's sing no longer slaves again as we wait for Andrew to come. 
I'm no longer a slave.